Thank you, Father. Well, I'm going to recap a little bit on last week and then I'm just going to go forward a little bit on what we were sharing about last week. And I'm grateful for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen. To flood the eyes of our understanding with light today. Amen. That we'd know the hope that we've been called to and the exceeding greatness of our inheritance in the saints. It's in here. Our inheritance is on the inside of us. Christ within us, the hope of glory. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So last week I spoke a little bit about the era of the Holy Spirit. Glory. Thank you, Father. And I spoke about the fact that many people have been prophesying that it is the era of the Spirit. Thank you. Let's celebrate, Josh. It's the era of the Holy Spirit, but I believe it always was and it is and it is to come. I believe it's always the era of the Holy Spirit. Is that right? Holy Spirit was present when, G- when God spoke the word and created everything. He watched over that word to bring it to pass and he's watching over the word of God this morning to bring it to pass. I like to remind us of that. This, this word this morning doesn't come just to fill our head with a whole heap of knowledge about God. Amen? Oh. It comes to bring revelation knowledge of who he is, that we would actually say the amen, that we would agree with that word so that we could actually experience what the word comes to bring us. The word always comes with an invitation for us to enter into a deeper place in him. The word comes with an invitation for us to experience him. Anyone want to experience God? Even more. God says there's more for you this morning. Amen. Someone say there's more for me. And I'm taking it. I said, I'm taking it. Hallelujah. I'm not going to wait for it to drop on me. I'm actually going to take it. You know, the scripture says, I've been sharing in healing school, heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. It's not a passive position. Amen. It's not a place of passivity. It's a place of, hey, that's mine and I'm taking it. Amen. I'm going to take a hold of this word today. And I'm going to experience it in my life. I'm saying yes to the invitation. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So I'm recapping here. As I said, I believe that God is bringing an emphasis on the importance of us coming into a revelation of the anointing within us and the anointing upon our lives to function in the unction. To function in the unction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, he's abiding within us for a reason, for a purpose. He's got some places to take us. I said he's got some places to take us. Amen. Hallelujah. He has a plan for our life and he wants us to take it up and enjoy it, walk in it and actually experience that plan. Amen. With by and through the power of the Holy Spirit. We've been hearing the word about being aligned for our assignments. But I believe equally important is that we are anointed to function within our graces on a level that the world is unfamiliar with all to the glory of God. And, you know, I'd I'd even say that for the church. Amen? To even function within the church on a level that the church is unfamiliar with. Because I believe that we're unfamiliar with some things that God wants us to become familiar with in a good and healthy way. That actually become the norm for us. Amen? Normal, living in the supernatural, naturally. 
Hallelujah. That that become the norm for our life. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord within me and the Spirit of the Lord upon me. Someone say, the Spirit of the Lord is within me and the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. God wants us to have a conscious awareness of who we are in Christ. In the anointing and his anointed. That's what Christ means. The anointed and his anointing. Bless the Lord. So, but the devil wants us to have a conscious awareness of who we were. Amen? He, he wants us to have a conscious awareness of our humanity. He wants us to walk in a conscious awareness of our inability to produce anything other than a natural result. But God wants us to have a conscious awareness that we are anointed. Amen. Hallelujah. And appointed for a time such as this to walk in the supernatural naturally. Hallelujah. That it become a way of life for us. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Not, ju not just to happen in every now and again, but a way of life. You know, when Jesus walked the earth, he was anointed. Acts 10, 38 tells us how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all, someone say all, who was oppressed by the enemy because God was with him. He walked supernaturally. He lived a supernatural life. And he did that because he was anointed. And that's the way we do it. That's the way we do life. That's the way we live a life of supernatural, being natural in our lives because we have an awareness, a conscious awareness that we are anointed to do what natural man cannot do. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You see, Jesus had faith in the anointing. He had faith in the truth that he had been anointed by God. We see that in Luke 4. If you want to, you can go with me. I'm going to recap this. I will bring it in. <laughs> we need to hear it again. Amen. I actually don't care if I preach the same message again. I, I really don't care if I preach the same message again. Someone says she's preaching again. I preach it again. Because what I want to know is that actually has something changed from last week in your life. Because seriously, if something hasn't changed from last week by the word that came last week, then we need to hear it again. Amen? I mean, sometimes I get challenged with that, so I want to say it again. But, I want to you know, faith cometh by hearing. You hear me say that again. It doesn't come by having heard once. It comes by hearing. Repetition, 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 repetition. Until what? Until you get it. Until you're living it. Until it becomes your, your lens for life. Amen. You need to hear about the anointing until it becomes your lens for life. That everything you set your hand to, you would see through a lens of, I am anointed. Hallelujah. Amen. To operate in whatever sphere of influence that I am, I'm, I'm, I'm walking in on a level that I am unfamiliar with. I'm unfamiliar with this. I'm unfamiliar with it. I wasn't walking this way last week. Amen. I wasn't this bold last week. Oh, I've got to give them something new. I've got to give them something new. Oh, shamakandi, vreste. Get what you have now and enter into the rest of it. 
take it up. Someone say, take it. I want you to take it today. Don't sit there and wait until you feel anointed. Amen? Don't sit there because you'll never feel anointed. Well, I feel, you know, like I'm feeling anointed. I'm feeling the heat. I'm feeling the shivers. I'm feeling the... Believe that you are. And it won't matter how you're feeling. You'll operate in it. Someone says, I don't believe it. I haven't seen it. Well, start believing it and you'll start to see it. You've got to watch it when the Holy Ghost is in a meeting or read your mail. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Someone give him glory. Someone give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. You know what that does? It takes the pressure of, of, of you thinking, I've heard that and it hasn't made a difference. If it hasn't made a difference in your life, you haven't taken it. You haven't taken ownership of it. Amen. You haven't made it yours. Someone say it's mine. Hallelujah. Come on. Verse 14 of Luke 4. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. This is after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Have I got anyone baptized in the Holy Spirit here today? If, if you're not yet, well, don't go home without being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus, then Jesus returned to the, in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and the news of him went out through all surrounding region. All the surrounding regions. Something happened when he was anointed. Something happened when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I'd put it to you that it happened with you as well. It happened to you as well. 15. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. They noticed a difference. Verse 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and his custom, and his custom was he went to the synagogue and on, on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So he had a custom of going there and reading the word. Verse 17, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah and when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty all who are oppressed and to preach the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord. Amplified, the day where free favour from God profusely abounds. Profusely abounds. Amen? Come on. Hallelujah. Then he closed the book. Verse 20. And gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. He was operating on a level that they were unfamiliar with. Amen. Verse 21. And he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Amen. Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, there's something that happens when you hear. Amen? The Spirit of God gives us ears to hear. The Spirit of God was giving them ears to hear what he was saying. Verse 22, And all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, 
is this not Joseph's son? So they looked to his humanity, went there last week, but they looked to his human form and said, something's happened with this man. Something's different about this person. Amen? You know, he, 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 it says there in the scriptures that he went regularly and he read the word of God in the synagogue. But something happened when he was anointed that got their attention. Something happened. It hadn't happened before then because he'd done it before. But when he stood up and said it this time in the power of the Holy Spirit, wow. Amen? They were amazed. That this can't be the same person. You know, you are not the same person as you were before you were baptised in the Holy Spirit. You are not the same person. Let's go back. You are not the same person that you were before you were born again. Amen? They say, this isn't the same person. This is Joseph's son. You are, you, you, <laughs> that's not your identity anymore. You are a son of God. No matter what you came from generation to generation, you know, no matter what your natural lineage is, that has all been shifted right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's all been dealt with. And let me be bold enough to say every generational curse has been broken and dealt with as well. Amen. Stop looking into the natural for your inheritance and begin to look into this word. Amen. It's your inheritance. Christ is your inheritance. Hallelujah. Christ within you. The hope of glory. Here they were pointing out his humanity, but he was fully aware of what the scriptures had said about him. He was fully aware of what the scriptures had said about him and fully aware that he was anointed. Bless the Lord. You know, God wants us fully aware of what the scriptures say about us. And he wants us fully aware that we are anointed. Amen. Not one or two of us. Not just me because I'm preaching here today. This is my grace. This is the role. This is my calling on my life. But you are anointed to do whatever God has called you to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. He wants us fully aware of what the scriptures say about us. And you know your humanity will come against it. You can look into the scriptures and read incredible things and read who you are in Christ and, and, and that you're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You can say, well, I don't feel like that. But, you know, God's not, God's not moving that way. He, he, he wants to put it in your heart. Amen? And faith perceives as a fact what isn't revealed to the senses. Hallelujah. Amen? And if you believe like that, guess what? It will be revealed to your senses. Because along with the revelation comes the manifestation. Amen. We, we saw last week in Paul, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4 that he, he desired that our, our, our faith rest in the power of God and not the wisdom of men. Amen. That your faith, I'll read it, I'll read it. And my speech was and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Did you notice that? But in demonstration of the spirit and power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Church, 
our faith needs to be in the power of God. It's not in our human power, it's in his power. Power and anointing, they're synonymous in the scriptures. He wants us to be aware of his power within us and upon us. To do the very works that Jesus did and he said greater. Now get your head around that one. You can't get your head around that one. But greater, he said, because I go to the Father. Amen. Amen. He's sending another one just like him that you can have personal intimacy relationship with him day in, day in, day in, day in, day in. Hallelujah. We saw, we, we saw in Zechariah 4, 6 um, that there's a, there's a supply of the anointing that is ceaseless. It is endless. Amen. There's a supply that is endless of the Spirit of God. And he says it's not by might or by power. But it's by his spirit. It's not by the power of human, a human army. But it is by my spirit that the battle will be won. Glory to God. So there's someone up for winning a battle right now. It's been won. Amen. Glory to God. In Isaiah 10, 27, I don't think I got there, but I'm getting there today. It says that it shall come to pass in that day. Do you know, do you know I believe that day is when the day when you believe it. I would say, Lord, what do you mean what day? In what day? When you believe it. When you believe it. You might not like what I said then or I might not check with your theology, but I'm saying, right, I believe that the day in that day, that day is the day that you actually believe it. That it becomes yours. That's that day. And when that day comes, oh, hallelujah. I'm excited. Did you notice? In that, <laughs> it shall come to pass in that day. That his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father. It's by my spirit. So today I'm going to look in. We checked into this little bit a little bit last week. We're going to have a really good look into it today. Matthew 6. With the time that we've got left. Matthew 6 verse 31. Right? So it's not by my might or my power, but it's by the Spirit of God. Amen? So Matthew 6, verse 31, therefore do not. If it's by the Spirit, therefore do not. Do not worry or be anxious saying, what are we going to have to eat or what are we going to have to drink or what are we going to have to wear? For the Gentiles, the heathen, wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things. That's what they spend their time doing. And your heavenly Father knows well that you need them all. He's saying that's what they do, but that's not what you're to do. Why? Because your heavenly Father knows what you need. Glory to God. He knows well that you have need of them all. Verse 33. But seek, aim at and strive after. First of all. Someone say, first of all. Do you know what that means? First of all. First of all. Glory to God. His kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given to you besides. So do not worry. Someone says this is a familiar word to you, to me. Oh, hallelujah. Hear the word of the Lord. 
I said, hear the word of the Lord. So do not worry or be anxious. This is a command. You know, we need to, especially in healing schools, we need to come to the word as a, as, as a, as a, as a it, it's a command. It's not a suggestion. This is my God speaking to me. Amen? He's not suggesting something. I, I, I want to look at it as a command. Amen? So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. You see, the thing is that unbelievers are seeking something. He's saying unbelievers are seeking these things. And then he goes on to say, what is it? What is it? It's food. It's drink, it's clothes, it's the necessities of life. That they are seeking the necessities of life. Those that don't know God spend their time seeking the necessities of life. Let me say that again. Those that don't know God spend their time seeking the necessities of life. And someone said, well, that's the Gentiles. He's talking about the Gentiles. Now, you know what? Those that know their God will be strong and do great exploits. That's where their mind will be set on. That's where their focus will be. Their focus will be on the kingdom of God. So we've got to look at ourselves and say, well, okay, so those that don't know their God are setting their mind and their energy on the necessities of life. I would say, do we know our God? Or we like, the un, like unbelievers, are we setting our mind, are we setting our energy continually on the necessities of life? It's a question we can only ask ourselves. But it's a really good question. Church, it's a really, really good question. Because there is a greater purpose for the life of the church. Amen? The Amplified says... Seek, aim at, strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. I love the way the Amplified put it. It's his way of doing and his way of being right. Seeking him, <laughs> seeking him involves doing things his way. Not our way. It involves a consecrated life that says, Lord, like Jesus said in the, in the garden, he said, nevertheless, like take this cup of suffering from me, but nevertheless not my will, but thy will be done. Someone who's seeking the kingdom of God is going to find out what the will of the Father is. Amen? By nature. By nature as a son of God. Seeking him involves doing things his way. We may think our way is right, but we are not called to be right. We may think we know. I learnt that, I did it that way and it worked. You know, it doesn't always work the same way. You know, you're not always going to be given the same words by the Holy Spirit to minister into the heart of somebody else. He'll tell you to go into another way because he knows them deeply and he knows them intimately. Hallelujah. Lord, what is your way? What would you have me say? What would you have me do? It's always different. We need to lean into him, amen, like never before in this season that we are finding ourselves in right now. Hallelujah. It's not what man says is right. Remember, it's not the wisdom of men, but it's what God says is right. I don't want to exercise my rights, but I have my rights. I don't want to exercise my rights. God, what are you calling right right now? 
What is your way of doing and what is your way of being? What is right in your eyes? Seek first the kingdom and his way of doing and being right. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we seek his way of doing and being right, it says in this scripture that all these things will be added to you. As you're seeking his kingdom and his way of doing and being right, they're just a given. He says your father knows that they're going to be added to you. Don't spend your life, don't spend your time seeking and craving over the things that he already added to you if you get your focus in the right place. You know, you can be seeking a job right now, but if you're, way, if you're looking to the kingdom and saying, Lord, what is your way of doing and being right? You can walk right into a, into a place and be and someone come up to you and offer you a job because you're exactly where God wants you to be and you won't be spending the next six months trying to find one. Oh, glory to God. All these things will be added. It's not your faith that causes these things to be added. People are putting their faith to these things, you know, food and shelter and, and clothing and all that sort of thing. I believe and I believe and I believe in God for my mortgage. And God says these things will be added to you. You're not supposed to exercise your faith in that. It's, it's in your seeking. It's in your seeking and you're doing things his way and his, his way of doing and being right that these things are added to you. You're wasting your faith on things that already belong to you. But faith comes by hearing today that, the, that, that my God shall supply all my needs. Yeah. Amen. He, and, and the things that I need for life, he's going to supply them. I don't have to go and store them up. He's going to provide them. How? I don't know how. I just know the word and that's what he says he's going to do. Come on. God wants you free from the burden of, 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 of trying to find out where your necessities are going to be. Come from. Hallelujah. It's your seeking that brings these things, not your faith. You're not seeking them, but you're seeking him. His way. His way. He wants you to do life. This is the way I want you to do life. Guess what? Father Knows Best. Remember that program when I was a kid? They had a program, Father Knows Best. I'm probably, yeah, it was probably well before all of you, but... Oh, he had three sons. Oh, no, that was my three sons. Or was it Father Knows Best? Not quite sure. Anyway, never mind. Let's move along. You should not be spending our life believing God for our everyday needs. If we make his interest our interest, if we will love what he loves, if we will love what he loves, everything that your life calls for will actually show up. Yes, show up. Show up. <laughs> Someone says, well, this has never happened to me. Guess what? Oh, maybe you've been seeking them too hard. Hallelujah. You can think you have to use your faith for these things to be met. But he says these things are added. Turn to someone and say they are added to you. Amen. Thank you, Father. He's saying in this scripture, seek first the kingdom and his way of doing and all these things will be added to you. Hallelujah. So the things that you need become an addition to your life. The things that you are striving for will be added to your life. You're in the flow of the Spirit. 
you're in the realm of the kingdom of God. That's where to walk. That's how we're to live in the realm of the kingdom. Amen? Where addition comes to your life because your focus is on him. Your focus is on what pleases him. Amen? We place ourselves in the flow of the blessing. When we're seeking the kingdom, we place ourselves in the flow of the blessing. Hallelujah. If your eyes are on watching something to see if it'll change, God says, seek the kingdom. Seek the kingdom. Seek my kingdom. Let me show you how to do it. Let me show you how to be. Amen? And the rest of it will flow. You don't have to try to get blessed. Just seek him. You know, I remember when I was first born again and... um, You know, I was just so taken up in his goodness. I just sort of like, wow, like just so taking up in his goodness. And I didn't, I didn't um, actually want anything. I mean, I had need of things, but I didn't want anything from him. I was actually just caught up in him and uh, pretty blown away at how amazing he was. <sighs> Woo. Thank you. And what was happening is every desire of my heart was being answered and I hadn't even asked him for anything. And so I was just overwhelmed with the, with the goodness and that, 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 he, that he came into my life and I didn't ask him and he saved me and he rescued me. So overwhelmed with that. And just, but what kept on happening is these things just kept on happening and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like, are you watching? Are you seeing the deep intention of my heart or something here? Because you're reminding me things by them turning up in my life that I, 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 I forgot were a desire that I had. Yeah? And then many years later I stumbled. I actually stumbled. Not many years. That's not true. Why do I go many years? Because I'm many years, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Moving right along. Not so long after that, I believe it was, I stumbled onto Psalm 37 verse 4. And uh, it says, delight yourself also in the Lord. Church, delight yourself in the kingdom. Amen. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. They could be so secret that you don't even remember what they are until they turn up. Amen? We are to uh, experience all the things that others are dying for. They're dying to get. They're spending and wasting their whole lives on trying to get things. Church, are we spending and wasting our life on trying to get things that are already ours by born-again birthright? And God says, if we'll, you will make me the center of your life, you will want for nothing. Amen. I said, God says, if you will make me the center of your life, you will want for nothing. Amen? If you will let what I am involved with be your purpose, all these things will be added to you. As you seek his way of doing and being right and obey him, your obedience will command these things to be added to your life. Obedience commands blessings to be added. 
There's a command that comes with obedience. They must be added. Hallelujah. As you seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing and being right, and you've heard me say, I'm going to keep on saying it, never mind, repetition, 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 that, that obedience commands the blessings to be added to your life. And some of you hearing right now, I've spent my life trying to get the blessings. They're already mine and you're telling me to focus on the kingdom, on what he's doing and what he wants me to be right now in this situation. Yes, exactly. And everything else pales into insignificance. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. And even when it turns up, it's not what you're craving for. It just helps you. It's a necessity of life that keeps you going in the plan of God for your life. Amen. You see here, it's, um, <laughs> this seeking is not a casual thing. It's actually a seeking until you find it. I don't know about you, but when I lose something, can't stand it. I have to keep on hunting that thing until I find it. Tim says, just let it, let it, it'll turn up. And, and I go, oh, there's something, I've just got to find it. I, I can't stand not finding it. See, so he says, seek, cry for, go for, just keep on seeking until you find I, I, I do that. True confessions. I just, it annoys me when I cannot find something. And if I actually get my attention off it for a second, the Holy Spirit goes, boom, there you go. And, and, and that's a really good thing. That's what he does. And there uh, he shows me where it is and I go and there it is. Yeah? Because we're anointed to do life on a level that the world are unfamiliar with and we have a helper and his name is Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's not an it. He's a person. The person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So if you can get me distracted for a minute on my hunting, you'll show me where to find it. Bless the Lord. Just saying. But he wants to get our mind on <laughs> kingdom business until I'm not giving up until I find the way you would have me do this, Lord. I'm not giving up until I find the way you want me to be. It's all about God-centeredness. Seek his ways in everything. Some would say, I need a job. Well, when you are God-centered, you see your job as a calling into a space or sphere of influence to bring a demonstration of his way of doing or being right in the space that he's called you into, establishing the culture of the kingdom. I'm going to read that again and I'm going to stick with this because I want you to hear this today and I've written it in my notes, so I'm going to read it again. Some would say, well, I need a job to provide. I need a job. That's the truth, okay? But when you are God-centered, you will see your job as a calling into a space or sphere of influence to bring a demonstration, amen, of the kingdom of God. That's what it's all about for a believer, God wants you in your place. He wants you in your grace. He wants you in your calling to bring a demonstration. Amen? Of the kingdom of God. To shift the culture. To, to, to bring a demonstration of his way of doing and being right in the space that he has called you into. Establishing the culture of the kingdom. By operating on a level that the world is unfamiliar with. How do I do that? I'm going to get into that just a little bit because, you know, so often we say, well, that's my job, but what am I called to do? Come on. Will you get an understanding of this today? If you are led into a particular place in the marketplace, wherever it be, you are called into that not to provide your necessities. 
Though it'll be an outflow, it's not to provide your necessities. It's yours to do life on a level that the world are unfamiliar with. So that your life as an employee or an employer brings a demonstration of the kingdom of God and shifts the culture of a city. You know, like some people say, oh, well, I don't, that job doesn't suit me. They're very rude there. They're very rude. And, they, you know, I don't like the environment. Man, you are called to shift that environment. Well, are they rude? Well, you're called to bring, bring a, uh, you're, you're called to bring a demonstration of forgiveness that they have never experienced. We don't like it there. Oh, come on. Shift the atmosphere then. And if you want to move on, leave some residue. Amen? Leave some residue. You've made a change. That's what you're there for. I'm going to go into this to Thessalonians. Well, you know, people say, well, oh, well God will just provide my needs. No, you know, Thessalonians said, you don't work, you don't eat. But you need to carry the kingdom into your workplace. He provides your work for a much higher purpose. Ephesians 6 Verse 5 to uh, 7, I'm going to read that out of the Passion Translation. This is how I do this. This is seeking his way. Those who are employed should listen to their employers and, in, and, and obey their instruction. There's a good one. With great respect and honour. Serve them with humility in your hearts as though you were working for the master. Always do what is right. And not only when others are watching. This is the way I seek his way of doing and being right in the workplace. So that you may please Christ. You may please the anointed and his anointing as his servants by doing his will. Serve your employers wholeheartedly and with love. As though you were serving Christ and not men. How's this look? How's this doing for you? How's this going for you? Be assured that anything you do that is beautiful and excellent will be repaid by our Lord. Amen. Whether you are an employee or an employer. Hallelujah. You have been anointed to serve, to work on a level that the world are unfamiliar with. Amen. And bringing glory to God. You'll never need to look for another job. You'll be sought after. You'll never need to look for anyone to work for you. They will be running to work for you. They'll want to work for you for less because of what they experience. But you won't give them less. You'll give them more. Because a workman is worthy of their hire. Hallelujah. You walk into a place... Needing a job and walk out with one. Some look for a job <laughs> that has a great environment, as I said. You go and change the environment. Follow the word of the Lord. Lord, what have you got for me? Amen. You see, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. He has a plan for us. He has a plan for our life. He has a purpose for our life. He has a, he's graced us with giftings. Amen? 
But when we unite ourselves with him, when we seek his kingdom first, we flow in the anointing. Amen. And, 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 and oh man, we get in the flow. Turn to someone and say, we need to get in the flow. Amen. Because life wasn't meant to be, you know, it wasn't meant to be this hard. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me. I'm skipping along now to finish up. Learn from me. My yoke is easy. Yoke together in partnership with me. There's going to be an ease, a flow of the anointing in your life. Amen. I'm just over Christians looking for their ministry. You're standing in the thing. I mean, where you are is your platform to bring a demonstration. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said, go into all the world. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. And I can't go on because I go on. I go on. I go on. And on and on and on. Amen. Come on. You're anointed to mother and father your children. People say, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? I seek his way of doing. What are we doing now, Lord? I'm in partnership. I'm co-laboring with Christ. Oh, what's co-laborers with Christ? Co-laboring with the anointed and his anointing. To see things from above and not beneath. To see things, you know, we are seated with Christ above. Far above, far above, far above, all principality, power, far above, far above. You know, things seem smaller when you're far above. You've seen how little things look when you look down from a plane? Yeah? They seem little. They seem, and then it gets, you get so high you can't even see the thing. What, when I'm looking from a higher perspective. Well, when everything changes and things change and everyone starts treating me a little bit better and things start to go better, I'll be able to do that. But you've got no idea what my life's looking like at the moment. Well, stop looking at it. It's not changing by you looking at it. It's changing as you look from far above, far above. Someone say, I'm above that. I'm above offence. I'm above criticism. I'm above lack. I'm above poverty. I'm above blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm above all that stuff. I'm, I'm much higher than that. I'm living from a much higher place than that. I'm not down there pecking around with the chickens. I'm up there flying with the eagles. Amen? I don't want to hear that stuff about that person. I'm far above that. I'm above that. I'm living beyond that stuff. Amen? I'm above it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. If we're centered on something else, our attention is on something else. We have left seeking the kingdom and placed our attention on the opposition. Seeking him first is easy to do when there's no one opposing you. But we need to stay focused on the kingdom and engage with his way of doing things and being right. That will empower us over all opposition. Far above over all opposition. We will experience the blessing. Hallelujah. Not just see what's written. 
but we'll experience it. James says that it's a doer of the word, not a hearer only, that will be blessed. We are blessed in the doing. And, and I'll, finish, I'll finish up there. <sighs> wow, I've got about six more pages to go here. <laughs> Glory to God, why don't you stand up? And I'm going to, I hope you're not clapping because I'm finished. <laughs> That's not good. Amen. You know, Smith Wigglesworth said, said feed them, but leave them hungry. I'm hoping that you've got enough to be, to be, for a hunger to be stirred in you for the more. Amen. But I want to read out this from the tra- Passion Translation as you are standing. And uh, maybe you just position your hearts just to hear this. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Come to me, Jesus speaking. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. I'm saying this now. Unite yourself with him. Amen? Amen. His way of doing and his way of being. Learn my ways. You'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. It's not God making it hard. A lot of times it's not the devil making it hard. All so often it's us making it hard. Amen? So, Father, we just bless. Father, we thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you that you are so eager to bring an experience of this word. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would continually remind us of this word until it becomes our lens for life. That we would continue to seek you, Lord, with everything that we have. Until we find out the way you want us to do it. And the way you want us to be in every situation because we're doing life with you, not separate, but with you. So lean on, rely on and trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not, church, on your own understanding, but in everything that you do, acknowledge him. Act on the knowledge that he has given you of himself and he will direct your path. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He is so good. Amen. Can you give him a shout because you're excited about him? Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo, come on. Thank you, Jesus. I believe that you've been centred today. I believe you've been anchored. I believe you've been centred in on him. Amen. Aligned. You know, this is part of why we gather together, church, to be aligned. Amen. With his will 
and ready for our for the days ahead, ready. He doesn't want us on damage control or maintenance. He wants us on the prophetic edge. He wants us living on that prophetic edge. He doesn't want you cleaning up the mess all the time. He wants you above. Above. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please come forward if you'd like prayer. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Saviour, Today is the day of salvation. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, come forward and let's be baptized, be empowered. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.